Thanks for tuning in to episode 14 of the Business Plan Podcast. My name is Brian Colvin. And I'm Renee Taylor. We are certified public accountants in Asheville, North Carolina. We started this podcast to answer the tax and business questions we get asked all the time. So whether you're listening to our podcast while working, riding your mountain bike, or just hanging in your hammock, we're really glad you're here. Hello, everybody. <laughs> I, I greeted this week's <laughs> podcast with a song. That's just the kind of Excellent. mood that I'm in. That's, I'm in a, that's I'm new. In a, you're, that's awesome. I'm in a song singing mood, but fortunately not for long because nobody wants to hear me sing. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> let and me that tell you. That includes the singing portion <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> exactly. Please don't turn your dials. <laughs> yeah, right. Mer- mercifully, it's over, right? <laughs> there will be no more singing. It's Good. okay. Phew. Okay. <laughs> that oh, was man. wonderful. What a great introduction. Thanks. Thanks. You're welcome. Virtual so, hug. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so what are we? So, what are we talking about, Brian? I think this. I think this one was important to you. It is an important. Well, it's an important um, topic to anyone that has uh, files taxes as an S corporation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we'll get mm-hmm. into why that is. Um, no, no, we don't have to. Re- we don't have to get into why. Oh. Well, we've already talked about S corporations, so we don't. We have. We'll brief. Yeah. We'll briefly mm-hmm. tell you mm-hmm. why. If you're a Schedule C filer or something like that, you might want to mm-hmm. just hang out because one day you might become an mm-hmm. S corp. But mm-hmm. anyway, mm-hmm. it's talking mm-hmm. about reasonable compensation, and that pertains to an S corporation um, because you have to pay yourself W two wage, mm-hmm. and it has to be the IRS says it has to be a reasonable compensation, and then it gets super gray after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much, just like last yeah. week's. In fact, it's even a little more gray, I think, than last week's topic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because uh, we I was able to find some things on reasonable compensation, but they leave it wide open mm-hmm, so they can mm-hmm. kind of, the judges and things can interpret it like they want to. Exactly. And that leaves the taxpayer kind of in a little bit of a, a tight spot trying to figure out what that reasonable compensation is. So if you have an S corporation, you've probably heard this term before, and we're just going to go mm-hmm. over it and figure mm-hmm. out how you determine that as best you can. And... um Good. That's what we're going to talk about today, which leads into the question of the week. I'm ready. Are you prepared for the question of the week? All right. So, which which would be harder for you to give up? Coffee or alcohol? Oh, there's no question. I'm a I'm a very good morning person. I love coffee, but I don't have to have it. Yeah. I I have to have my glass of wine at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or my well, micro brew. Yeah. For sure. So I'm I I'm, I'm pretty I drink coffee every day, but I put Baileys in the coffee every morning just to keep me going steady all day. <laughs> <laughs> you got to keep your balance right, yeah. That's right. <laughs> so I don't know which one. No, I don't oh, put Baileys but you in have my to, coffee every day. You have I to could pay. definitely get I could definitely give up coffee. Mm-hmm. I don't. Th- I've done it before, where I've given up coffee and not had coffee for a while mm-hmm. just to do it. But giving up uh, alcohol—not that I couldn't give mm-hmm. up alcohol. Now that I'm my hands shaking, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just the thought of but it I, is sending me into the DTs. Yeah, I do enjoy a glass of wine or a beer and going mm-hmm. out and having having fun social events. And so, 
And we do live in Beer City, USA. That's true. And we live in Beer City, so they might kick us out. That's right. If we don't, <laughs> if we don't we're, drink. We're card-carrying members of Beer City, yeah. USA. Do, yeah. And you know, like, if you go to a bar, like one of the, you know, one of the microbreweries here, or if you go to like a coffee shop, the scene's a lot different. Uh-huh. So, that's true. I like the vibe at the bar a little bit better. Yeah, me so. too. Me too. And- All right. Well, we ag- we agree. We agree. All right. That's it. Awesome. So, so let me ask it- you. Let me tell you this. Sure. Let me ask you this. Why why do you think owners would want to avoid paying themselves a reasonable compensation? Because you think to yourself, oh, I am working. I want to be compensated. Even more than reasonably. <laughs> I want beyond reasonable compensation. So like, right. that's kind of a silly way to put it. But there is a reason why S-, S corporation owners would choose not to pay themselves a salary. Why is that? Right. And they they would not pay themselves a W-2 salary, but would get distributions. Mm-hmm. And you know right? why? So you, you know why they're going to do that? Because they're going to do those, that. Those distributions are only subject to income tax. That's right. Not, N- not your self-employment um, tax. Self-employment taxes. So you can, if you, if you're, if you're, say, a Schedule C filer, and you're filing, you're paying a hundred percent of your wages are subject to those employment taxes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So exactly. as an yep. S corporation, as an mm-hmm. S corporation, one of the big benefits is is that you can save a little bit on FICA taxes. Mm-hmm. Also and known I think as self-employment when, taxes. We throw all these words around. I do. Self-employment yeah. taxes is a better way to put it. I always mm-hmm. say FICA taxes just because I'm used to saying that. But Yeah, fewer um, syllables. Fewer syllables. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's easier that way. Exactly. So, there's, so when you're trying to figure that out, you know, there's some some things that the IRS says, but there's not a whole lot of guidance here mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. far as what reasonable compensation is. So if you mm-hmm. if you've got that business and now you're an S corporation, you know you're making some money because if uh, we've talked about this before, if you're you know sole proprietor, it might be just a great way to, to file your taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, it might not be worth you becoming an S corporation, but now that you're in that S corporation piece, you've got to worry about reasonable compensation and pay mm-hmm. yourself a reasonable wage. Or what happens is the IRS comes back and says you didn't pay yourself a reasonable wage. Um, and you need to play with some more of those employment taxes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's pretty that's, much exactly that's, right. That's the balance you're trying to figure out. What's reasonable? So, mm-hmm. what are some Renee? What are some things that you use um, to figure out reasonable compensation? Well, historically, I've always used just Salary.com and basically taken a comparative look. Like, let's just say you're a graphic designer who is the, the only shareholder of your S corporation in Atlanta, Georgia, let's say. So I would go to salary.com, try to see similar type positions in that particular region of the country and see what those salaries are and use that as a proxy for, for the, for the person. That's, that's what I've generally used. But, but now that I was doing a little research for this podcast, I'm not totally sure (laughs) that that's the right thing. I think it's okay, but maybe there are other better ways. Because yeah, well, go ahead. Tell me what you what you use, or what you do. Well, what you think is right. yeah. So there's always I've always used kind of a a piece that balances your your compensation or your W two wages with your distributions. Mm-hmm. So always try to go a little bit mm-hmm. higher on wages and lower on distributions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because um, 
if you know the the salary.com and finding a reasonable salary you, you kind of got to do that piece too but but what if you're if your business if you're a graphics designer and the the medium wage for that is eighty thousand dollars but you're mm-hmm. just doing gangbusters you're doing something that's you're making obviously more money than those folks because you're mm-hmm. doing some specialty thing and you're mm-hmm. you're bringing in you know uh, you're before you take wages, maybe you're coming in with $300,000 a year as your bottom mm-hmm. line. So now you got to figure out what ratio that is. Mm-hmm. And $80,000 probably won't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that might True. be a little suspect. It's so hard to tell, you know, it's, it's not, I'm not saying that that's definitely it because we mm-hmm. just don't know because mm-hmm. there's not enough guidance there, but you got to find a warm and fuzzy. And I think you need to be, you know, probably 60, 70, 70% W2 wages. And then the rest being kind of dividends. Cause if you think about it, Really, the thing is, is if you wanted to go out and hire a person mm-hmm. to do that job and you did mm-hmm. nothing, mm-hmm. then you've got to find that 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 spot where you could do that. And literally, where you would only be making the money that your company makes. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're fortunate enough to maybe have 15 or 20 different S corporations, obviously, you don't work in each one of them. Mm-hmm. But somebody's performing those tasks for you, making money for you, and you're, you're receiving the distributions on those. Mm-hmm. So you got to think about it like that. And I think well, that, you know, go ahead. You don't want to, um, you're already saving money on the, on this. So you're, you're able to save a little bit of uh, money on those employment taxes and don't getting, not getting too greedy, um, mm-hmm. is really mm-hmm. important. So well, one, one of the main keys that I, uh, read when I was doing a little research for this, uh, episode, um, so assuming this even goes to court or assuming the IRS even brings this stuff up. Right. And there's always that issue of you can, you can do what you want and try to get away with it and maybe it's okay. But if it comes up, what the courts seem to rely on is this. If what would be the replacement cost to your company of hiring an outside party at arm's length to do these these services. So if the graphic designer in Atlanta, uh, you know, could you could you hire a person to do your work for forty thousand dollars when really they should be hired for eighty thousand or even a hundred thousand? I mean, that's one piece that that kind of doesn't take into consideration what you're talking about in terms of the percentage, eighty forty or sixty forty. I mean, I, I can do basic math here and there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, Something like sixty fifty is where you need yeah, to be. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So, but, so, but that, that's the thing. This is what you're talking about. It's such a gray area. Like you might use the rule, which I think is a good one, the 60-40 rule, 60% salary, 40% distributions. But what if that's not what you could hire somebody to do the work for? What if you could hire somebody to do the work that you're doing for less than what would be 60%? You know, I wonder about that. Yeah, and I think... So, um, you just, you know, once again, a lot of things to do mm-hmm. with tax and, um, preparing yourself for the case that maybe you become mm-hmm. audited is documentation. So a for lot sure. of things that we as CPAs talk about is documentation, documentation. Mm-hmm. So this is another case where you've really got to go out and try to figure that out and try mm-hmm. to find out, you know, mm-hmm. what kind of sources that you can see that mm-hmm. how people pay themselves. Cause it might not, you might be a graphic designer, but you might be able to go out and pay a graphic designer, you know, a wage of $50,000, but you're a graphic designer. You're also the owner, the CEO, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. payroll person. Mm-hmm. And so you've got a lot of different skill mm-hmm. sets that you're using that it's probably going to be a little bit, you're going to have to find somebody and pay them more than just a graphic designer. You might have to hire two people to replace you. Mm-hmm. And, and you maybe think one, about it that way too. Think about it this way. How much would you want to make? 
You know, if you were going out and doing what you're yeah. doing in your S corporation and you went out to try to find a job to do those tasks, how much would you expect to be paid? I think that could be a good right. way to think about it. You'd be like, yeah. heck no, I'm not doing it for $80,000. I'm doing it for $180,000 or whatever. You know, that's so if you think to yourself, I would never do this work for $80,000, then you're probably paying yourself too low of a salary. Right. The IRS yep. could, make, could make that judgment probably. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, you know, they're going to look there, you know, there's uh reading different court cases. They bring in experts of trying to figure out mm-hmm. how much you should be getting paid. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. um, you're going to have to bring in your own experts and hopefully you've already kind of done yeah. the groundwork to this, yeah. you know, find and, and, out what it is that you can do. But, um, and hopefully it doesn't I come always, to that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. You want to avoid that. What's, you yeah. know, you don't want to even get into that area. You know, and that's the thing is you want to be kind of conservative with this, exactly. this, the, this piece, you know, cause if you start getting, you know, it's like, well, what if I only paid myself $15,000 and I'm making 500,000 a year, I'm going to yeah. save oodles in taxes. Yeah, exactly. So the other piece to this is something that maybe a lot of, probably a lot of people who have S corporations don't realize is that when you fill out the S corporation tax form, the 1120S, um, there's some really pertinent information that goes on one line and one line a piece. So your shareholder wages go on one line mm-hmm. and your distributions go on a line. And then of course you got the bottom line of your net income and all three of those factors factor into um, that reasonable compensation piece. So the IRS can really easily do statistical analysis on your mm-hmm. um on your 1120S form without, they can just run it through a computer and they can tell exactly where you're at. That's a really good so point. That's that's the piece is that's how they're going to find, do the mm-hmm. audits on these things. They're going to have a, they're going to throw it in the computer. Your computer's going to come back. He, you know, you're a graphic designer and you're, you're bringing in this much money, but you're only paying yourself this much. That's way out of whack. We're going to audit you and we're going to send you a letter and say that we've determined that um, you're not paying yourself enough and we're going to turn all of these distributions into wages and you go, now you owe employer, you know, the employment taxes on those. Yeah. That's so exactly that's something right. to be yeah. aware of. So it's, it's, it's beyond being aware. <laughs> I mean, it, it has to be done. <laughs> you know, it has to be. And so like another red flag in terms of the IRS's computers is sometimes when I've taken on a client. Uh, who is an S corporation and that line there that you're talking about compensation of officers is zero. <laughs> right. There, yeah. That no, happens. Cause there's no bigger they don't start red flag. payroll. Yeah. There's right. no bigger red flag than that. Even if it's just one person. And I realize, and we've talked about this before that people sometimes have trouble conceptualizing their business as separate from themselves. If they're the only yeah. one. And I get that. So that's where you have to basically rely on what we're saying right here and rely on <laughs> rely on your accountant to tell you this is what you have to do. Because you really yeah. don't want to get, I mean, I have no idea what the statistical likelihood of a person being audited and yeah. having to, and I have no idea what it is. But you don't want to do that because not only is it the back payroll slash self-employment taxes on those uh, things that should have been wages, it's also penalties, interest, and they can go back a long ways and collect this. I mean, it could be a much yeah. huger bill. It's not yeah. worth it. Plus it's not worth it. Right. And if you open yourself up to that, they are going to look under the hood mm-hmm. and see what else mm-hmm. is going on. Exactly. And, um, you know, you you just you want to you want to stay off the radar. Yeah, let's, let's <laughs> I think face it's okay it. to say that. No, nope, you want to do the wants, right thing. 
you yeah. want to file your taxes and do your your civic duty and file your taxes and stay off the radar so nobody comes and checks you out. You want to, you know, so that's you don't want to be in that gray area where you're always getting audited. That's not a fun place to be. That's because nobody so. nobody wants the IRS looking under the hood. <laughs> really, I mean, let's face it, nobody does. <laughs> you know, we don't. It's true. We, do, yeah, we don't want don't. that much digging around. You know, many of us don't want the government digging around in our business. So, yeah, let's try to stay above nope. board. Stay above board here. That's and, it. Yeah. All right. So there's the moral of the story. But do we have any more? <laughs> <laughs> but do we have any technical, more technical details to talk about? Yeah. I mean, there's a like, lot of things of you factors? can. Like, what are some of the factors that the courts might think about? Right. So in one of the court cases I looked up, some of the things that they were trying to, the court was trying to decide what the factors they were using to determine reasonable compensation was like the qualifications of the employee. Mm -hmm. So that leads back to the graphic designer. Well, it's a graphic designer and a CEO and a payroll person. Obviously, they have a lot of qualifications. They should be getting paid more than a graphic designer. Mm -hmm. Um, The scope of the employee's work complexity of the business, um, economic conditions. If, um, if you're a graphic designer and in an industry right now, maybe graphic designers are all getting huge bonuses, right? Mm -hmm, And you're mm -hmm. not paying yourself a bonus. That could be something. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. and then the employee's compensation as a percentage of gross and net income, which we've Mm -hmm, talked about, mm -hmm. um, other employees, other employees compensation is Mm -hmm. a biggie. So if you're paying yourself, if you're working, you know, 40 hours a week and your employees are working 40 hours a week and you're paying yourself less than your employees, that's a big trigger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so um, mm-hmm. you better have a really good reason why that's happening. But again, again, too, this go back to the single shareholder S corporation, which is, which right. is, in my experience, more often than anybody who has employees. So sometimes, yeah. you know, th- these things are all true. But I think for many of my clients and probably a lot of our listeners, uh, it's going to be one person, maybe one other employee. And, and the other employee is presumably doing, I don't know, maybe less work than the owner or whatever. So, so then you definitely can't think about be, let's say, uh, you're the graphic designer and you have, I don't know, an assistant of some sort and you pay that person $60,000 a year, but you're only paying yourself $40,000 a year. Well, that's definitely, right. yeah. So that's, that's no where a little bit what you're talking about um, comes into play. But if you don't have that employee, then I think we have to think about what I said, which is that how much would you expect to be paid if you were doing this work at a job yeah. job? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those yeah. are things you got to consider. Mm-hmm. And so, and you're correct. Most of the listeners are probably in that case where they're just a sole, mm-hmm. you know, they're mm-hmm. the sole uh, shareholder. Mm-hmm. But I have had situations where um, there were uh, several shareholders, but they didn't do a whole lot of work mm-hmm. in the business because they had mm-hmm. the business for 10 years and they literally did pay people to run them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would help with payroll, but they actually didn't even live in the same city as the business. Mm-hmm. So day-to-day operations were totally carried out by other people and then trying to find reasonable compensation for that. It's a little trickier. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, when I'll you say. run into that, you gotta, you gotta, you really got to do your homework and find a professional to help you kind of figure out those terms. So Yeah, that's sort of the bottom line. When in doubt, Ask your accountant. <laughs> you with all. I think. I think anytime if you're becoming an S corporation, uh, you should you should reach out to a CPA or someone to talk to you about that because uh, you're just you're diving into a different world. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. very good. Yeah, don't do that on your. Don't do that. You know, we're we're giving some not some suggestions of what things that happen, but it's definitely not advice to your particular situation on this. Oh case. yeah, for sure. Yeah, I guess yeah. that we should Dis- go ahead and reiterate disclaimer. that too. This is, this- <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, this is just general info, but I feel like our listeners are smart enough to know that. Yeah, Although you never, I think you so never too. know, you never know. Yeah. So the other side of it is, is if you are a sole proprietor and you're filling out Schedule C and you're making a lot of money, you know, your bottom line's pretty good. It might be time to become that S corporation mm-hmm. where you can kind of benefit from the distributions and not pay the employment taxes, which mm-hmm. is you're right. It's still, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. still legit and you can do it and you can do it and do it well. Do mm-hmm. it right so you can stay mm-hmm. off the radar. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so it's all about staying off the radar. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Right on. That's it. So do you have anything else to add? No, I just, I just, uh, I think you summed it up really well. I think that we could summarize by saying my t- method of using salary.com and any listener who might try the same tactic, maybe that's not the right choice. Maybe it's better to think about, um, uh, what you would want to be paid for the work that you're doing if you had a job job. And and I'll, that's what I call W-2 jobs. Job <laughs> Jobby jobs. Job. job jobs, yeah. So think about that. And also the whole 60-40 thing. Like if you just want to go to an easy default, don't want to talk to my accountant, don't want to check salary.com, just kind of. And again, this is not written down anywhere that this is the rule yeah you can't you can't google and find it yeah it's just it's just a reasonable (laughs) suggestion for reasonable compensation that 60 percent uh um salary and 40 percent distributions is probably fairly safe if you yeah use that as in combination with those those other things of paying yourself more than your highest employee looking up your salary and reasonably thinking about how much you would have to go out and hire someone to do the mm-hmm. job that you mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. Exactly. and document all those things when you do it. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, you know, having, having like, if you're, if you do uh, have a policy on how you pay yourselves, if you have employees, obviously you definitely want to, uh, some type of policy of how you pay folks and how you find those salaries and things. And that'll help you if you ever do get audited. But it doesn't, so. you don't need to like, when you say policy, like that might send, scare people off. All, all you need to do is like write it down, like write it down in Google yeah. keep like the app that we talked about or Evernote or the app yeah. of your choice. Just write it down. Here's what, here's the research that I've done. Here's what legitimizes what I'm doing here. And just make a note of it, and, and then and then stick with it, right? <laughs> then then kind of stick with so, that salary. <laughs> Don't just flail. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But also, so we kind of differ in this opinion a lot. Sometimes is that mm-hmm. if you do have employees and you're becoming a business, I think you should be more structured with it mm-hmm. and actually have like an employee manual and start thinking of writing those policies down mm-hmm. and the ideas that you have. And the reason is because as you get bigger and bigger, you'll have something to refer to. If you're mm-hmm. just that one person, at least put it in the very, I think the minimum mm-hmm. would be put it in like a Google yeah. Keep or something of that nature. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Right on. Yeah. Very cool. good. I think hey. we, I think we nailed it. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to, awesome. I'm not going to sing. I'm just going to yell strange words. Boom. <laughs> 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 All right. All right, thanks, Brian. Thanks so, thanks so much. Thanks everybody. Talk to you. We want to give a shout out to our sponsors, which for now are our firms, ReneeTaylorCPA.com and ColvinCPA.com. Please visit our website at TheBusinessPlan.co and sign up for our mailing list. If you find the show helpful, we'd appreciate it if you'd leave a review on iTunes. Everyone's business and tax situation is unique, so please don't act on the advice given in the podcast without consulting a professional. See you next week on the Business Plan Podcast.